Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. We always appreciate the welcoming words of our announcer, Jay Webb. And we truly appreciate you, our dear listeners, and thank you for being with us today for our study. Our question today to consider is, what does it mean to be a Christian? The life of a Christian is a life of assurance in God. Are there challenges? Yes. Are there difficulties? Well, of course. But friends, is that not simply life for everybody? The Christian has a special relationship with God and Christ that the world does not experience. Listen to Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, when Paul, writing to the Christians at Colossae, says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Now let's think about our lesson text of Colossians 3, 1-6. through 6. He begins, If then you were raised with Christ. Well, here is the statement. The word if simply means, You are and you should do this. If then you were raised with Christ, this should be your result. And they were risen with Christ through baptism into Christ. Earlier in Colossians chapter 2, beginning with verse 11, Paul says, In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. What a beautiful thought how they were raised with him. When they were buried with him in baptism, they were raised with him, watch now, through faith in the working of God. They did not look upon baptism as a work of man, for it is not. They were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised Christ from the dead. This is a beautiful text that parallels perfectly with Romans 6, 1 through 6. Paul there to the church at Rome said, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Now watch, we have died to sin. Then he explains, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? There's the parallel back to Colossians 2, 11 and 12. Romans 6, 4. 
Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of His death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of His resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. When we are baptized into Christ, based on these verses and a number of other verses, that we find where that old man of sin is finally done away with, and we arise anew. Now, as those risen with Christ, they were to conduct their lives in a certain way. They were taught to set their mind on things above, or the old King James translation, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Well, that reminds us of Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, beginning with verse 19, that we are to lay up our treasures in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. He also told them to put to death those members which are upon the earth. Put to death the life you once lived. That life is gone. Verses 5 and 6 reminds them to put those things to death, put them away. These brethren in Colossae understood what it meant to be a Christian. Here it is. One leaves the way that they were living and lives the right way in Christ. There is a great blessing in that the Christian is a saved individual. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says in Acts 2, verse 47, the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And that began on the day of Pentecost when the preaching of Peter and the apostles pricked the hearts of the listener. It affected their hearts to where they asked in Acts 2.37, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter replied and said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was a promise that was made unto them. And dear friends, what did they do in Acts 2 and verse 41? Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Isn't it amazing that they were not part of a church they had to join, but upon obedience to the gospel, they were baptized. Dear friends, no doubt that day that they did believe, for they came together as Jews on a feast of Pentecost. There was their faith. Peter's command of repentance reflected what Christ said in Luke 13, 3 and 5. Did they confess Christ as the Son of God? Jesus taught in Matthew 10:32 that if we confess Him before men, He will confess us before our Father in heaven. Peter made the confession that He was the Christ, the Son of the living God, in Matthew 16 and verse 16. And then we note that they were baptized that day. They were baptized into Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and they were added to the church. Dear friends, they left one way of living, and they are now living the right way. And what does it mean to be a Christian reminds us that there is a great blessing in that the name Christian is a biblical name, according to Acts 11, verse 26. For the next few moments, we're going to consider 
What does it mean to be a Christian? But first, our J. Webb has a few kind words, and then we'll come back with our study. Our website is internationalgospelhour.com. Please go and peruse our website. Hit the Contact tab and leave us a message, or the Survey tab and let us know where you hear our programs. Please check out the Free tab as well for a variety of materials you may use in your studies. Again, that's internationalgospelhour.com. And now, let's return to our study. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means that Christ is in the Christian. We go to Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, when Paul writes, The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in us makes him our lives. In Colossians 3, 3 and 4, again, our lesson text read earlier, he said, For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Christ is in the Christian. That Christ, as we note from Ephesians three sixteen and 17, dwells in the Christian's heart by faith. And we are able to walk knowing that Christ is in us, which should reflect our lives to a world that needs Christ. Second, what does it mean to be a Christian? It means one has the mind of Christ. Listen to Philippians chapter 2, beginning with verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Again, that's Philippians 2, 5-11. It means one has the mind of Christ, and did you see the beauty of inspired writing from the Apostle Paul, explaining the beauty of Christ. Let that mind be in us. It is a mind of humility that Philippians 2, 1-4, explains to those in Philippi. It is not thinking highly of ourselves. And Paul penned those early words in Philippians 2, 1-4, of how they should conduct their lives, and then supplemented the strength therein of how we should have the mind of Christ. We need to have a mind of compassion. As God looked upon the world and sent His only begotten Son to die for man, according to John 3.16 and Romans 5.6-10, we in turn need to look upon this old world with compassion, dear friends, and to realize 
There will never be a person that we will not look at and also not realize. This person is a soul that God sent Jesus to die for them. We need to have that mind of forgiveness as Jesus taught in Luke 17, verses 3 and 4, that if one turns and says, Forgive me, we should forgive them. And if they turn to us seven times in a day, we should forgive them, because we ourselves will be pleading for forgiveness if we have not already, and I'm sure every one of us have. With Christ in the Christian, one must think and conduct oneself like Jesus Christ. Now, can we only imagine how this world would be if everyone did this, even if there were those that did not follow Christ, did not obey the gospel of Christ, were not members of His church, but yet tried to reflect within their lives characteristics of the Christ? But you see, what does it mean to be a Christian? It means we can have the mind of Christ and grow therein, and it blossoms into a life more beautiful each day. Number three. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means one has been crucified with Christ. Did you notice earlier as we were studying about baptism, and we note how we are buried with Christ in baptism, and in Romans chapter 6, when we're baptized into His death, that we will crucify the old man of sin? Paul put it this way in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Dear friends, that is a verse we could study by itself. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I have put that old man of sin to death. I've crucified him. I'm crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. And then a beautiful parallel to our lesson text of Colossians 3. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Then Paul affirms, The life which I now live, the life which I now live in the flesh, I'm going to live that life by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I'm going to live for Christ. You know, if we've been crucified with Christ, let's pause and think about something very quickly. You know, a man that is crucified will look in one direction. He is going to look for any type of relief he can get. We learn that simply by reading of the Christ and His crucifixion and even the thieves that were crucified with Him. A crucified man looks for hope. He's looking for something to give him that ease. But a crucified man also knows the crimes that he committed. Christ was falsely accused. But do you recall the thief on the cross that Jesus told him that today he would be with him in paradise? Remember his words? When he looked at the other thief, he said, And we indeed justly for our deeds. This man's done nothing wrong. You know, a crucified man will look in one direction. He looks for hope and he knows what crimes were committed. One who is crucified with Christ will look in one direction. He will look above. He's going to look for hope, hope that is a saving hope, with confidence in Christ, Romans 8, 24. And we know the crime or the sin that was done 
that has been taken away? And why return to a past with such a great future? Like Paul, when he said, And oh, may we embrace those words. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what it means to be a Christian. One is crucified with Christ. Dear friends, we've discussed the importance, the blessing, and meaning of being a Christian. Would you like to study more on these things? Please listen to our special free study that our J-Web will tell us about. Kind listeners, the International Gospel Hour offers absolutely free a Bible study course by mail so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. And please leave your name, address, and just say, I want the home study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type, Please send the home study. We'll send it as soon as possible. Thanks always for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. And now, number four. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means one puts on the armor of God. From Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10, writing to the Christians at Ephesus, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Dear friends, I hope the reading of text is a great encouragement to you. Because from this text we learn that the Christian must be prepared for battle, for it is a spiritual battle that we face. In 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 4, Paul says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We must have on the complete armor of God to battle against Satan and his henchmen. The armor of God is called the armor of light in Romans 13 and verse 12 and the armor of righteousness in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 7. Dear friends, the armor is necessary for the soldier. Just like soldiers within the army of nations around the world are prepared for battle, so should the Christian be prepared for the spiritual battle. 
he must have on the whole armor of God, the full armor. The panoplia is a Greek word that means the full armor. You might have sung the hymn from time to time, Soldiers of Christ Arise and Put Your Armor On. It is a song that exhorts, that challenges, that praises God for what we have, but exhorts the Christian for what he needs to be doing. And you'll note the stanza that says, But take to arm you for the fight, the panoply of God. That is the English word transliterated from the original word panoplia, which means take to arm you for the fight, the full armor of God. Keep vigilant, keep pressing onward. Number five. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means salvation and a reward in heaven. In Matthew 25, beginning with verse 30, Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then He will sit on the throne of His glory. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And He will set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick, or in prison, and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Dear friends, it is the good that we do expressing our saving faith in Christ, that we work and we labor expressing our faith, not that we want to gain works of merit toward heaven, because works are what a saved man does, not what a man does to be saved. Works express the faith, the obedient faith, and how we walk in Christ. James chapter 2. One will look forward to so, so much with heaven waiting. That's what it means to be a Christian. Now, today, folks, we've covered quite a bit of ground. Let me mention some key texts that we read, so you may note these texts. Colossians 2, 11 through 13. Romans 6, 1 through 6. We also talked about Philippians 2, 5 through 11. Galatians 2.20, Ephesians 6.10-18, and Matthew 25.31-40. What a joy that we can come together in studying the Bible and look at the Bible and the Scriptures therein. What it means to be a Christian? Let's review. It means that Christ is in the individual. Is He in you today? Is He in your life? through obedience to the gospel. Have you obeyed the gospel by believing in Christ as He commanded in John 8, 24? Repenting of your sins as Jesus commanded in Luke 13, 5? Confessed Him before men as He commanded in Matthew 10, 32? 
And have you been baptized into Christ in order to be saved based upon your faith in Christ? Mark sixteen sixteen. If you have done these things, dear friends, and you are added to the church we read of in the New Testament, that's what happened on the day of Pentecost when they obeyed the gospel. That will happen on your day when you obey the gospel. And then you walk faithful unto death as Jesus exhorted the church in Smyrna in Revelation 2.10. That will place Christ in you, for it has placed you in Christ. Second, it means that one has the mind of Christ in conduct and life. That we have that mind of Christ that we read of in Philippians 2, 5 through 11, and the characteristics in Philippians 2, 1 through 4. It means that one has been crucified with Christ again, Galatians 2, 20. A crucified man will look in one direction. He looks for hope, and he knows the crimes he committed. And we know the crimes we have committed were washed away through baptism and obedience to the will of God. So we're looking in the right direction. We're looking above. And we're walking in the right direction with Christ. 1 John 1, 7. What it means to be a Christian, it means that one wears the armor of God. To be prepared for daily battle, to never leave a part of the armor at home or away from us, but to be ready for battle each day. And it means salvation and a reward in heaven. How grateful to see God's plan and for us to simply sit down and see what it means to be a Christian. Dear friends, again, as our announcer, Jay Webb, announced or mentioned earlier, please let us help you in these studies with our free Bible study. Also, we'd like to encourage you to, again, go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, peruse our website, see what is available, and feel free to ask us any question that we may help you in your journey with God. We hope the study today, What Does It Mean to Be a Christian?, has helped you in many ways. And we want to continue our studies together with you. I'm Jeff Archie. Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour, and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series, by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.